1: Good morning. I'm your host and friend, Reverend Sharon McCain, and I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created just to focus on the tenet of Sunday as a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation and prayer. All faiths are welcome. I'm a Christian in recovery and all Bibles and readings will be out of my Ryrie Study Bible just because I found it on the sidewalk and somebody threw it away and I took it up and I've been reading it ever since. So but you may use any Bible you wish. Um, I have had many spiritual experiences, and in gratitude, we'll have ongoing Bible readings and discussion about our spiritual experiences. I'm just focused on being uh, my real self and carrying the message given to me. Before opening prayer, let's just say together, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And we pray also for the Christians being persecuted worldwide, their freedom to worship and lives from great jeopardy. And then we pray for those who are suffering from violence here at home and abroad. And we pray for those who are sick in mind and body, and those who are lonely and uncomforted, and forgive us, God, for our sins. We pray for those suffering from domestic violence in their own homes, and we also pray for freedom from addiction of all kinds. Please, God, send your mighty Archangel Michael to fight against evil and to protect lives that are taken for disordered and evil reasons. And they have become martyrs, and we believe that all your angels will watch over everybody. And we also believe that the martyrs go straight to heaven and are given their crowns. Even though it's so unfortunate the way it all happens, that uh, but we still know that their lives are brought to, up to heaven. And we know that they're praying for us up there. And our prayers go all out to so all those who are suffering in the world, including the animals that can't speak for themselves. And we pray that they find homes and that all the animals are comforted too and are fed and treated right. We also pray for the wisdom of our president and the rest of the policy and that they have many decisions to make, and that we are praying for all countries for problems of suffering all over the world, and the, heart the hungry, and the unclothed. Please, God, for they might have find help. And then thank you, God, for everything, and we also ask Jesus, bless us and help us grow into his care. God bless everybody and your families, and I have a couple of people on my mind. That's why I feel like a little bit distracted this morning. I have one of my uh, clients that had graduated, but uh, during his probation, went back to uh, using drugs again, and he decided to manufacture drugs, and uh, in his grandmother's house, he uh, was trying to manufacture PCP in the garage and he blew himself up, and uh, he he died two months later and had burned himself to death, and along with two people with him. And we ask God to forgive him, and we pray that his transition, the agony that, that was enough to pay for his service, we hope we hope Jesus Christ, he's with you now. So Milton James, God bless you, we're really sorry that it all happened. And then... Uh, we ask in Jesus' name to um, protect everybody, help people stay sober, and go on to their new lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, if you need a, if you don't have a Bible at home, you can use any Bible you want to this morning. But if you don't have one, uh, go to www.biblia.com, and you'll find a great online Bible there. And I want to just let you know the opening music was by Salve Vocal Group. From the CD Native Angels, we just love this copy. And I play over and over. If you want to order your own copy, go to org Or you can go on Amazon, where I found them. And uh, you can just listen to them for free on YouTube. That's Native Angels by Save. And you can listen to it free on YouTube. And they also have a CD on Amazon. Anyway, for birthdays this morning, I want to wish everybody a blessed and happy birthday or happy anniversary or christening or Anything else And uh, we hope that you feel very blessed And that you know you're special in the eyes of God So God bless all the birthday people This morning And now we're uh, We're actually up to We're making our way through the Bible We read the Bible every Sunday morning faithfully And uh, now we're up to Colossians 3 So what I'm going to do is Get your Bibles ready And then we're going to start out But I'm going to read you the summary uh, That uh, Shmoop www.shmoop.com The students at Harvard Has come up with a summary And uh, here you go This this is Colossians 3 They used to be bad to the bone Basically, Paul doesn't want Christians To worry about all the petty things Going on down on earth Just stay focused on Jesus and all will be well That means no sex outside of marriage Don't do impure or lustful stuff Or desire evil things Definitely don't be greedy All this we know is it's all order. Back when the hands were Gentiles, they did all this bad stuff. But now that they're believers, things are different. They shouldn't be angry or cruel or mean or gossipy. They also shouldn't lie. Well, unless a fellow Christian asks if a toga makes it look fat. Anyway, Christians basically have a whole new wardrobe. They need to put on their holiest ensemble and not those sinful rags from last season. So God doesn't have to say, that is the ugliest shirt I've ever seen. The awesome part of this is that everyone is equal in God's eyes, and that he doesn't see a difference between Greeks or Jews or foreigners or slaves or free people. Jesus is just cool with everybody. So we have a group hug now. Really, just do good stuff. Be compassionate, kind, humble, meek, patient. Forgive each other. And oh, remember the love. Don't forget love. The bottom line, according to Paul, let Jesus be part of your life, and you'll be happy and awesome and thankful for everything in your life. Paul's quite a self-help guru. But anyway, it works. And then uh, our house is a very, very holy house. Speaking of self-help, God and Paul have loads of helpful hints to keep an orderly household. How about thoughts about for you ladies? Wives, obey your husbands just like you would obey God himself. Talk about putting your man on a pedestal. But gents, love your wives and don't be jerks to them. Kids, listen to your parents. Yeah, they can be lame, but that's the right thing to do. Dads, don't be cruel to your children. You might actually punish push them to rebel, and that would not be good. And then, how about slaves? I know it's not good, but they all should be free also, right? Not exactly. Slaves should be, obey their masters too. And when there's masters away, no slacking. Anyway, just pretend that you're slaving away for God and you'll have your reward in heaven. Don't forget, though, anyone who does the wrong things will be punished. Fingers crossed that God actually has the whole owning humans thing under his wrong stuff category because we do not believe in owning humans or being slaves or acting like slaves. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So now let's go to uh, Colossians chapter 3 and read from our Bible. Okay, Colossians chapter 3. Therefore, if you have been raised up in Christ, keep seeking the things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you will also be revealed with him in glory. Characteristics of our calling, everyday life. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immortality and impurity, passion, evil desire, greed, which amounts to idolatry. For it is because of these things that the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience. And in them you also walk when you were living in them. But now you also put them all aside, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices and have put on a new self that is renewed through knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. A renewal in which there was no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free man, but Christ is all and all in all. So, as those who have been chosen of God and holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against another one, just as the Lord forgave you, you should also do. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom and teaching and admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in the word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him, to God the Father. Then in the home, 18 now. Wives, be subject to your husbands as it is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be embittered against them. Children, be obedient to your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not exasperate your children so that they will lose heart. enslave master relationships. Slaves in all things, obey those who are your masters on earth, not with external service, but those who merely please men with those of sincerity of heart. Fearing the Lord, whatever you do, do your work heartily, as for the Lord rather than for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ, whom you serve for he who does not does wrong will receive the consequences of the wrong with which He has done, and that without partiality, so that was the ending of that, and uh, that last little word is uh you know, warns us that uh, when we do wrong, we will receive the consequences of the wrong, which we have done, and that is without partiality. So we earn what we get done to us. Uh, we pray and hope for mercy. Okay, let's read the notes. Uh, 3, 4, when Christ. It is revealed at a second coming. And then consider as dead. Put to death. Separate yourselves from the deeds of their own nature and lay aside. Like stripping off clothes, the old self The old nature and predisposition To leave God out of one's life and actions Which characterizing the ungenerate state The unregenerate state And then the new self The new nature or capacity Received one is saved With which one may serve God in righteousness And then continue renewing is necessary However, in order that the new life may have full dominion over moral, moral conduct Barbarian At this time the word was applied to those who did not Speak Greek and did not adopt the Greek Culture The Scythian Represents the lowest type of uncouth Barbarian nomads of northern Russia In Christ Distinctions of race, class and culture Are transcendent Then holy, separated from all that is unclean And unto God And then the peace of Christ should rule, arbitrate or umpire every circumstance of life. And then the psalms and hymns and spiritual songs must be those that teach and admonish in representing him with approval. And then 320 twenty one was on parent-child relationships. And three twenty two twenty three slaves are to work wholeheartedly unto the Lord, whether their masters are checking on them or not. Detestable as slavery was, the New Testament does not promote or sanction Revolt of slaves. Had it done so, many would perhaps have flocked to the anti-slavery cause and not Christ. And then without partiality, God will show no favoritism, either for the unfaithful slave or for the unjust master. So there is no favoritism among us. So that was uh, incredibly interesting. And uh, we're going to keep going with this. And we're making a for the Bible. I've learned a lot. I've noticed it in my daily life when i turn on a, let's say a christian radio station and they start talking about um what paul did or what happened in corinthians or what i notice that since we've been reading all this and that um i would be able to actually go along with what and understand what the story and the perspective is from you know you do when once you read it you don't have uh you don't have to pick and choose uh, what you're learning you actually know the whole thing so when somebody mentions it you actually know uh, the history of it, the back history, and exactly what was said in the Bible. So it's well worth it to read your Bible. So try to do it any, every Sunday like we're trying. Okay, so let's see. What I'm going to do is read you a story today that I had picked randomly out of our guidepost. And this is I Promise Mama, and it's by Nissan Krakenowski mm-hmm. at Brooklyn, New York. It was in a Nazi concentration camp at Stutthof in the Danzig region that I promised my mother, Tisha, that I would look after my brother, Kaim. Aim. Though I was still young myself, I think Mama saw that I was the one with chutzpah and already wise to the ways of the world. But the world's ways were awful days, were inspired by the spirit of evil, I believe. In June of 1941, my family had lived in the Kona's Lithuania. One day at midnight, a friend frantically beat our door to warn us that the invading Nazis would do to us Jews. But Papa, a highly respected tailor, could not believe him. My father, Sashemian, was one of the first Jews to be shot in the Clonis. Mama, Chaim, and I were forced to live in the Clonis ghetto and to labor on to a local military airport. Mother helped keep us alive. One slice of moldy bread washed down with a watery soup with her daily, one daily meal. She would always break the bread in half and give each to us a, a, a quarter. Mama, what are you doing? I'd scold. Shush, she would whisper, looking around. I don't need so much. It's better that you two have it. It hurt me to see Mama wasting away, but she would not have it otherwise. She reminded me that we do not live by bread alone, but by the word that comes from God, a reference to Deuteronomy eight three. Keep your mind on him, my sons, for what the dwellers of the Gehenna are trying to do here won't last. Always have faith, she emphasized, and he will watch over you. I needed him more than ever that terrible day in 1944 when Haim and I were herded into a line to be sent to a camp in kuffering Bavaria. The Nazis had chosen only those who could work, and it's obvious what would happen to the ones left behind. Okay. We had only a moment to say goodbye, and Mama held us close to her bony body, her dark brown eyes full of tears. Then as we turned to go, she held me back a moment. Listen, son, she whispered. You should always keep an eye on your brother. I feel if you survive, he will survive. Stay with him always. Yes, Mama, I joke. Promise? I promise. That was the last I ever saw of my mother. When we stumbled out of the boxcar in the new camp, we were so stiff we could hardly walk. The guard began beating me for not moving fast enough. As his truncheon slammed in my head, all went black. I regained consciousness, my face in the cold mud, tasting salty blood. I was glad Mama was not in this place. She would have overcome on seeing the decline of him, who had become more frail every day. He had a bruise on his right leg, making it difficult to walk. Then came the day when they all lined us up in two columns, facing each other. Those able to work, including me, and stood in one formation. Heim and the rest of the sick ones made up the other. The guards stood ready with rifles. I saw Haim's eyes filled with fear and tears. Heart sick, I pondered. Should I run to his line? Finally, in desperation, I took a terrible dance chance and motioned Haim to join me. He suddenly left his line and looked towards me. I held my breath, praying for his safety. Everyone sobbed, but no one stopped him. I thought, I assumed, someone had given permission. I knew it was a miracle. Though Chaim remained among us living, he slipped lower. Gangrene had blackened his leg and he could not walk. I tried to cover him as much as possible. The guards were not so strict when rumors circulated that the Allies were approaching. I wished they would obliterate the camp and put us out of our misery. Then on the morning of April twenty seventh, 1945, the Nazi commandant issued a proclamation. All prisoners were to leave the prison camp at noon to go deeper into Germany, after which premises would be dynamited to the ground. We knew this was to eliminate the evidence of atrocities. But what about Heim and the others who were unable to walk, I worried. By now, everyone else was leaving the barracks. I sat with Heim and looked into his eyes. Heim, I pleaded. No, Nassan, he moaned, I can't move. The thin hand pressed mine. Go, he pleaded. I'll be all right. Go yourself. The barracks had become quiet as the others were lining up at the gate. Just to be outside this place, no matter where, it would be heaven? The thoughts raged within me. Your mother will never know. Your brother is close to death anyway. Don't be a fool. Go. But I also remember Mama's hand on my arm and her pleading stay with him always. I promise, Mama. I leaned down and put my arms around my brother's skeletal body. No, harm. I'll stay no matter what. We heard soldiers hurriedly laying diamond and other stringing wires, and at this point I committed us to the hands, arms of God. By noon, only a few of us remained in the barracks. A, a low chanting of prayers began. I joined in with him, and praying that death would be quick. Then a distant rumble. It came closer, the groaning of tanks. It had to be our liberators. Within an hour, American soldiers poured through the gate. The dynamite dynamite never came. We know what happened. Who knows what happened? The soldiers were so kind and so good-natured. They gave us chocolate bars and food, and I ate so much so fast I became ill. Heim was given medical treatment and recovered soon after. Later, I learned the terrible news. I happened to meet a fellow inmate who had left with the others in the April morning. He supported himself on crutches. We were all walking along the road when the fighter planes were down and shuffled us with machine guns, he said. It was dust and they must have thought we were the enemy troops. He stared into the distance. Many were killed. He looked at me and said, You were very lucky as he slowly limped away and I thought Lucky? No. I was obedient to God. Amen. <laughs> Thank you for the story. And we asked all of us to pray, be grateful. Ask in Jesus' name to help you with everything you need help with. Just ask in his name and he'll give it to you. Whether you're stranded, whether you can't make ends meet, whether you're worried about your family, just ask in Jesus' name and Jesus will give it to you. I ask for God to watch over you and God bless you in every way. And then this to our closing traditional prayer, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. And in closing, may God bless and keep you in his loving arms so that you may have the strength to face whatever is ahead. Just remember you're never alone. I love you, and may God God bless your dreams and that your dreams come true and that true love lives in your heart. I love you very much. You can contact me on Facebook, Charlene Simpson McCain, and I just want to let you guys know I love you very much. God bless you in every way. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?